The Shorter Catechism begins by declaring that the chief purpose of our lives is to find endless holiness and happiness in God. Hello, this is Pastor James. Join me as I go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism week by week, unpacking what it means for us to be holy and happy. While adoption as a good and viable option for childless couples is now becoming more acceptable in many quarters of society, there still persists a stigma in many people's minds that an adopted child could never truly attain the same status of a biological child. Perhaps this is why many soap operas of yesteryear tended to portray adoption as an awkward secret that parents did their best to hide from the adopted child. Of course, this usually did not end well, the child being more upset over the discovery that the truth had been withheld than by the truth itself. In the Bible, however, adoption is a major theme that is intimately related to the truth of God's great and wonderful redemption and blessing of sinners. In Luke's record of Jesus' family tree that goes all the way back to the first man, Adam is explicitly mentioned as the Son of God. While being created by God in his own image, Adam did not share in God's divine nature. Instead, in entering into a covenant with Adam, God adopted him as his own son and heir. Adam became part of God's family, and to him was promised an everlasting life of holiness and happiness upon the condition of obedience and trust in his God and Father. However, with Adam's fall into sin, he and his descendants lost their right to be sons and heirs of God. This is the reason why the Bible speaks of adoption as one of the benefits that proceed from Christ's redemption. Question 34 of the Shorter Catechism asks, What is adoption? Answer, Adoption is an act of God's free grace, whereby we are received into the number and have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. Interestingly, when we turn to the biblical text, we find that there is no mention of women being adopted. The language is always that of being adopted as sons and not as daughters. For instance, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, Paul reminds believers that God has predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. We must not think, however, that Paul's statements about adoption as sons are misogynistic or that God only adopts and blesses male believers. In fact, in Galatians chapter 3, while Paul states in verse 26 that in Christ Jesus, believers are all sons of God through faith, he quickly adds two verses later 
that in Christ Jesus there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female. So in fact, the blessings of sonship belong to everyone who believes and rests in Christ alone for salvation. We must understand that when the Bible employs the language of sonship for believers, this is to indicate that the right to be co-heirs with Christ belongs to everyone who is united to Him by faith, whether Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or free. To be adopted by God in Christ is to be received anew into God's family. What this means is that Everything that Christ won through His work of redemption now belongs to us as well. As the Catechism puts it, this means that we now have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. As the author of the Epistle to the Hebrews reminds us, it was fitting that God, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the Lord Jesus, the founder of their salvation, perfect through suffering. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cobao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.com dot church.